0: All right, if you've got your Bibles, turn to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 31 for our thoughts this morning. Deuteronomy 31. As my brother said earlier, we do have a baptismal service and I encourage you to be back so that it offers encouragement to those that have trusted Christ as their Savior. But also we do have a special guest coming. Uh, Brother Rudy Holland will be with us tonight. He's one of our preachers. But he also works for the National Center for Liberty and Law. What they do is they protect our churches from those that would come against us, uh, the LBG2 Chew, I think is what they go by now, come up against us for not marrying or letting them use our facilities and things like that. Any type of lawsuit brought against God's people, they defend. So he's going to share with us a little bit about that. But then he's going to bring the Word of God. He's one of our ordained ministers in the American Baptist Association. So uh, y'all come back tonight, six o'clock, to help support him. He's come all the way from North Carolina. As we say in Arkansas, North Kakalaki. So uh, anyways, y'all just come back and be with us, all right? You got your Bibles, Deuteronomy chapter 31, and we're going to begin reading in verse 19. The Word of God declares, Now therefore, write ye this song for you, and teach it the children of Israel, and put in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. For when I shall have brought them into the land which I swear unto their fathers, that floweth with milk and honey, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves in wax and fat, then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. And it shall come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them that this song shall testify against them as a witness for it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed. For I know their imagination which they go go about even now before I have brought them into the land which I swear. Let's pray. Father, we love you and praise you thankful for this day thankful this opportunity bless each one that's come out this morning thank you for our members and our guests and now lord as i break the bread of life may your blessing be upon it give me the words to say that i might preach with authority lord and lord let me just speak things you've laid upon my heart and bring to my mind Remember, remembrance of those things I've studied this past week. And dear God, may your people be fed, bread of life, and Lord, may it reach his intended purposes. Above all, Lord, encourage us in your word as we live in the evil day. There's one here today that needs to come for whatever reason, especially if it's for salvation. When the invitation is given, Lord, may they come. And Father, you've heard the requests, heard the unspoken ones on our hearts, and Lord, we just pray that you'll intercede and your blessed will be done. So everything that we do today, may you receive the honor and the glory, for it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. Please be seated. Thank you for those specials, they were great, weren't they? Good stuff. Uh, Not to be neglectful, but yes, this is September Eleventh, 21 years ago, you, of course, I don't have to tell you what took place. Uh, it is a time to remember. May we never forget. But the passage I've just read kind of coincides and goes along with what took place in America 21 years ago. And the reason I say that is, here is a little backup. Moses was chosen by God to lead Israel out of Egypt from bondage because of disobedience Moses can't enter into Canaan Moses is on his last journey he's fixing to be called home to be with the Lord and Joshua is chosen to lead the children of Israel now God tells Moses I want you to take this song and speak to the children of Israel. Now, this song isn't a song like we just heard, it is the Word of God. It is scripture that He wants to speak to the children of Israel and let them know listen, I am going to allow you to go into the land of Canaan, it's a land that has plenty and it's all yours to enjoy. But I am God and I know what's going to happen. You're going to go in there, you're going to get comfortable, and then you're going to forsake me. You're going to forget about the words or this song, if you will, that Moses spoke to them. You're going to forget all about it because you're going to care about being satisfied, being full with all my blessings. Doesn't that describe America today? You see, understand... We are blessed as a country. God's hand has been upon this nation for 247 years. And even though there are those that will tell you after all, God's word has nothing to do with our country, and it wasn't God, they're crazy. Listen, had God not blessed our country the way he has, had he taken his hand off of this country, we wouldn't even be around today. Amen. So understand, we are a blessed country because of abundance. And just like God promised the children of Israel, he would give them abundance above measure. He's done the same thing with America. But our problem is abundance has been America's downfall just like it was Israel. You see, we've been become arrogant. We've become s- satisfied. But, listen, I say satisfied, but I use that term loosely because all it seems like our country wants to do is become richer and richer. All we care about is material and money. And by the way, You'll never be satisfied or happy if all you care about is treasure this old world, material things. I know society has embedded in our minds that the way to happiness and joy is to have things. Have money in the bank, have nice homes, have nice cars, have playthings. Those will make you contented. Those will give you joy. Those will bring you peace. What a bunch of hooey-fooey. Listen, I have learned over the years. I worked in the oil fields. I come from the sticks of Arkansas. Uh, (laughs) I thought I was in the big time when I made $4.60 an hour. I thought I was living in high cotton. Come out. California started working in the oil field, and then the money really started coming in. I had money. Me and Lori, you know, when I had time off, because I worked all the time, when I did have time off, me and her, we'd take the kids. Let's go to Disneyland today, and it would be nothing to spend $1,000. What do you want? You want a new bedroom set? Let's go get a new bedroom set, pay cash for it. We had money. I was convinced that was what was going to bring me contentment and happiness, I was sadly mistaken. The only real joy and satisfaction and peace comes from a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So anyways, let's get into our text. Notice he said, Now therefore write ye this song for you, and teach it to the children of Israel. Now understand. This is right before they enter into Canaan land. And, I, and chapter 32 you'll see the song or the scriptures. That they were to memorize. The children were to be taught. And for a couple generations. After they crossed over into the promised land. The children of Israel pretty much. Worshiped God and obeyed. But Then. God being God and sovereign knew eventually they would lose faith and they would be satisfied and then they would go after the pagan gods of the Canaanites. But notice he said, write this song again, the word of God. Do you know America also has been given the word of God? And we've got more to be thankful for because we have the whole revelation of God. But the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us in John 12 that that very word that we reject that came from him will be the very word that judges us at the judgment. So even though we have been given the word of God. And the sad thing is, we've probably in America got more Bibles per capita than any other country in the entire world. But understand, most people that even have a Bible don't pick it up to even read it. And that is a shame. And I'm going to get on to some Baptists this morning. If you only pick up your Bible when you come to Lone Mountain for services, shame on you. You should be in God's Word at least for a little time every single day. I won't tell you you have to spend 10 hours in it a day. Listen, you don't have to, but you need to make time so that God can speak to you. How else are you going to know how to serve Him if you don't spend time with Him in His Word? We're a blessed country. We're in abundance. But we are arrogant. And we only care about more and more we care more about the materials and the things we can acquire than we care about our spiritual well-being, and that's a shame. Amen. You say, well, what's so important about the Bible, pastor? Are you kidding me? Understand, it's the Bible that reveals who God is. It's the Bible that reveals that we, his creation, are depraved. It's the Bible that reveals that we can't earn our own salvation. We can't become righteous by our works. It's the Bible that reveals that Jesus is the Savior and that he sacrificed himself on the cross so that that we could be saved and reconciled to God. That's why the Bible is important. And there's lots of folks out there that even know and they've heard what the Bible has said, and yet they still turn a deaf ear when it comes to salvation. Isn't that a shame? Now, Moses is instructed to take the Word of God and teach it to the children of Israel. And notice he says, Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. You understand, whether you accept this as God's holy word or you reject it, understand this book here is what you're going to give an account for. Amen? Because Jesus said at the judgment, this very word will judge you and me. The only thing that's going to matter is what we do with Jesus and did we believe his word. For when I shall have brought them into the land which I swear unto their fathers, notice God said to Moses, you know, I brought them into the land that I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I brought them and I kept my promise. I gave them a land that had everything their heart, desire could ever give them. Everything they needed. And I know because God does know everything. I'm still going to keep my commitment to the children of Israel. But I know they're going to go over there and they are going to start serving false gods. They're going to forget all about me. Doesn't that sound like America today? You see, we've been blessed above measure. We're one of the wealthiest nations in all of the world. We have more material, more things, more money than any other nation in the world. But yet, we're not satisfied with what God has given us. We never give him a single thought of gratitude and thankfulness for how he's blessed us. America is a blessed nation. But understand, America is just greedy. Not satisfied. We're materialistic, as I said A moment ago, you see, our world, our country is controlled by the stock market and the banks. It has a say in everything we do. And people will literally get up and turn the news on and turn to the business channel so they can see the stock market and whatnot. So they see if their 401's are going up and and see if their investments are going up more than they would take the time to open God's word and just depend on God to meet your needs. God has promised all of us he will take care of us. He didn't say he'd give us every want, every desire, because sometimes those wants and those desires aren't what we need. And he knows it. But he did promise to meet our needs can you believe in all my life and I guess you can probably all attest with what I'm fixing to say none of us have probably ever went to bed hungry I've never been hungry a day in my life I've never had to literally wonder where am I going to get something to eat because God always provided it. I've never walked about the streets and you're lucky for this With no clothes on because I didn't have any clothes for my back. You're very fortunate for that. Quit laughing. I have never had to sleep in a cardboard box or under an underpass somewhere. God has always provided shelter for me. And all of you here can say the same thing. So if he is taking care of the needs that we had, why don't we show thankfulness and gratitude for what he has done for us? And the children of Israel, notice, he knew as soon as he sent them into the promised land, eventually they were going to lose their faith and stop obeying him and serving him. Notice what it says here. For when I have brought them into the land which I swear unto their fathers that floweth with milk and honey and they shall have eaten and filled themselves in wax and waxen fat. Let's stop right there. God says, you see, I gave them the land that I swear to their fathers. Everything I've provided it all, everything they'll ever need and want is there for them and they're going to end up getting fat from off of all of my blessings, and they're going to forget all about me, even though I have given them everything. Understand, God has given America so much, so much. We still, yes, we've got problems in this country, and you know what? I finally come to the conclusion, Brother Ciro you know what, I'm going to stop worrying about this country because God is sovereign, He's in control, and there's nothing we can do about it anyway. Things have to be bad before they get better. And when I say better, He returns to take us out of here. So they're going to be bad. There's nothing we can do but pray for our country. And I'll go ahead and throw this in and I won't charge you. Do you know what is the answer to the issues here in America? His name is Jesus. He's the answer. Do you know that the church, the Lord left his church here. We have a responsibility as a church to uplift the name of Jesus, point lost men and women to Christ and be the light. And let me just say this. The church is also the only hope for the America. Along with the Savior. But we've got to learn to submit and draw close to the Lord. We have to learn to put Him first. And when we do that, it won't be easy, but God will bless us. When's the last time you prayed for your country? Because God knows we are in need in prayer, we have a need. Because you can't depend on men. You know that, right? He said, you're going to get satisfied. You're going to be filled and waxing fat. And then notice what he said. Then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. Y'all get that? He said, what's going to happen is... I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you abundance. And you're going to get everything you want. And even though I've blessed you, you're going to turn tail and run to the groves and high altars of the pagan gods of the Canaanites. You say, brother, how can that be? How could a people do that? After all is God, all that God has done for Israel, how could though Israel, how could God do that? How could the people do that to God? Folk, America is no different. We as God's children today are no different than Israel. Oh, it's true, we may not have a pagan god on the mantle at the house but let me ask you a question maybe it's in your garage oh I don't go to a fake house of worship no thank god for that but who are you worshiping you see you're either going to worship the true and living god or you're going to worship Something that you've made a God see America is just like Israel and notice I said America I'm not comparing the church to Israel because the church is not Israel like some teach but America is just like Israel we've had God's hand a blessing upon us ever since the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock do you know God's hand has been upon this country Do you know God knows how this nation is going to turn out? Isn't that amazing? Because he's sovereign and he knows all things. And I don't mean to bust your bubble, but understand to me, I'm not a scholar by any stretch, but I've read the book, and America is not even mentioned in the end of times did y'all get that why I wonder because we're just like Israel we've turned our backs away from God we've had the word we've had his commands but yet we've chosen to stay in our sin even though we know he doesn't want us to do the things that we do he says they will turn into other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. And it shall come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them. God put forth judgment on Israel because of their disobedience and their rebellion. And he, I believe with all my heart, has done the same thing with America. Because of our disobedience, because of our rebellion against him, understand we are facing his judgment. But I'm not talking about the great judgment. I'm talking about the judgment of God because we've had his precepts. We know it, and yet we choose to disobey and 2011 911 2001 911 I believe that was the beginning of God trying to get our attention. And boy for about 3 weeks I think he had it. Everybody come together. But about 3 weeks later business as normal. I remember when that took place. People were coming in droves to churches. Where are they now? Back to usual. God help us. God help us. Notice. It should come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them. That this song. Or this word shall testify against them as a witness. The Lord told them. For it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed. Again. It was passed down. They learned it. But yet. What did they do? They forgot God. And folks, if let me say something. If God judged Israel for their disobedience, wouldn't you agree? America is no different than Israel as far as God's going to judge us also. And I believe he is judging us. I believe with all my heart America is under judgment. You can't get away with killing innocent babies. You can't get away as a nation that has changed the definition of God's holy institute of matrimony. You can't get away with that. You can't get away... With murdering someone in cold blood. All of the crimes that are going on. The lawlessness. You can't get away from it. And I want to tell you. Blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. And America is missing the blessings of God. Because... Our nation no longer wants him to be the Lord over it. You say, preacher, I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. Doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. It's a fact. Our country's in trouble. It's going to take all of us in full submission to God and on our knees crying out, Lord, send revival. Throughout the land. And it shall come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them that this song shall testify against them as witness, for it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed. By the way, anybody here forgotten about nine one one? No. Not be forgotten. Never. Look at what he says. For I know their imagination which they go about. He knows everything, beloved. He's sovereign. He's God. He knows all things. He knew that Israel was going to disobey him and forsake him. And he knows the path that America is on today. I pray our nation stands. But I can assure you it will not make it if we leave God out of the equation. He must be the Lord of this land. He knows everything which they go about even now before I have brought them into the land which I swear. Even before he kept his covenant, he knew they were going to break it. And yet, he still allowed them to go into the land of milk and honey, Canaan. He still had his hand on them. He still blessed them abundantly. They had all kinds of things that before when they were in bondage, They didn't have. But yet, their hearts were turned from him. All they wanted was more and more and more. Wouldn't satisfy. If that's not a picture of America, I'll eat my hat. Amen. Because we aren't satisfied. Gotta have more. I just wonder what he thinks sometimes when he looks at us and he sees all we care about is ourselves and getting and obtaining more and more and more when he's given us everything we need especially when it comes to his son who paid the sin debt for all of us on a cross on a hill 2,000 years ago. Supreme sacrifice. God gave everything He had to redeem us. And yet we're not satisfied. God, forgive us. America, wake up! And you know what's sad? even though they're the apple of his eye, Israel is still slumbering. They still don't recognize that the Messiah has come. Still waiting for him to come the first time. Well, I've got news for them. He has came. He's gone, but he's coming back. For those that have been redeemed... By the blood of the Lamb. And if you don't know, Jesus is that Lamb. That perfect Lamb. Sacrificed once and for all for you and I. So this morning, don't allow abundance to get you off track. Listen. He wants to give you everything that you need. And I'll go ahead and say it. What he gives is always enough if you allow him to be the Lord of your life. But it's a big if. We want to take and take and take maybe it's time to give and we can begin giving when we give our hearts to the Savior amen so these things were written for our example according to 1 Corinthians 15 Israel is an example I'm thankful for the examples that we have in the Old Testament. A lot of folks say, oh, that old book there, you know, we're in the age of grace, and it doesn't really, the Old Testament is just as important as the New Testament. They all go hand in hand together. The Old Testament I enjoy because it's history. And yes, you're correct. This is the age of grace. And God is merciful and graceful, but understand, he still has his precepts that he expects us to go by and live by. So what do you need? If the judgment of God was to fall, and I mean really fall on this country, You understand the Lord's our only hope, right? He's the only hope we have. And my question for you is, do you know Him? Have you been to Him for salvation? If you haven't, I want to encourage you to come. Listen, don't put it off. We're here today, we're gone tomorrow. Life is short. Don't leave This life without Jesus. So what's it going to be? Would you stand with me please? Brother Bob, Mr. Holly, y'all come.